On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we talk about the debacle that was Game 2. An absolute disaster. An absolute avalanche of offense thrown the Lightning's way. Yep, that was a pun intended. We'll talk about that. All that and more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lighting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On this episode, we are going to recap game two of the Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche won that game 7 0. Yep, you, you heard that correctly. That it was 7 0 defeat by the Lightning. One of the worst playoff defeats in Lightning history, as well as in Stanley Cup final history, which was wild. But look at the positives right now. I'm going to list the positives real quick uh, because there there was only one in this one. And it was that the only way to go up from here is up. So that's the good positive there. But now to talk about the negatives. The negatives of this game was the Lightning were outplayed in almost well, not almost every, without a doubt, shadow of a doubt, were outplayed by in every single facet of the game of hockey that you think of. You know, the Lightning did have a better faceoff percentage. That's fantastic. That's great. That's wonderful. It, it, it shows that they were putting an emphasis on trying to have some sort of puck possession. And, and I say it that way because that it. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of ways we could go with this show, but what I am trying to say and and and, and the way I could, you know, I've been trying, we're, we're recording this at nine o'clock Sunday night, and I have to say, before I get into the nitty gritty, you know, I tried to get through it. I tried to talk about all the stuff that happened in this game right off the bat, just jump right into the deep end. But when it comes down to it, I've been hosting this show for three seasons. I have to say, Saturday night, and and Avalanche fans, if you're listening to this, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to love this. Lightning fans, you know, depending on who you are, you know, depending on if you're, you're, you think the series is over or whatever the case may be, but I've been hosting this show for three years. That was the worst game I have ever seen the Tampa Bay Lightning play ever 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 I've never seen a team of this high caliber get thoroughly dominated the way the Tampa Bay Lightning were in game two and I tweeted it out during the game that this was something, all the mistakes that Tampa made in game one and then carried over into game two. These were things that we have seen from this team all season long, all season long. And we thought back in April when the Lightning were going through a little bit of a rough patch 
They lost uh, three three games in a row, numerous uh, twice within the span of the month of April, and a lot of a lot of that really. And, and you could see it in, in a lot of games this year. In which the Lightning lost, not so much the playoffs. The Lightning have been doing a good job for the most part, really. But the mistakes that were made last night were amplified tenfold because of who they were playing, and and the those mistakes were really. Terrible puck possession, poor puck possession. A lot of times uh, you would see guys, whether it be Kucherov, uh, name a player on the Lightning, anytime a player had the puck and they were passing to their teammate, there was no intent. There was no thought process behind that. There was there was no confidence, and that was the worst part about it. You, you could tell there was zero confidence in what they wanted to do with the puck, and that led to a ton, ton of turnovers in the neutral zone, in their own zone, led to fast break chances. There was numerous times where Andre Vasilevsky had to make an incredible save. And you thought, especially earlier in the game when they were down, when they were down three, nothing, we kind of figured, okay, this is kind of be a little bit of a repeat of game one, letting up three goals in the first period, going to the second period, uh, you know, you talk about it during the intermission, you figure it out, you come out of the gate swing. And I have to say, yes, the, the, the Lightning played very bad in the first period. And they really have, for the most part, all season long. This isn't anything new. Like I said, this goes back to what I said about uh, mistakes from the regular season cropping up on the Lightning. Uh, really, that's what we saw. The Lightning were probably, if, if you view looked at all the top teams in the NHL, most notably the teams that are were in the playoffs, really. Uh, you know, I didn't really watch a whole ton of the Western Conference this year, so I can't really speak for them in that regard. But if you look at Toronto, the Rangers, uh, Florida, uh, Boston, Carolina, if you looked at those teams, Pittsburgh, I would be interested, and we could. This is a topic that we will talk about in the off season. But really, I have never seen anything like this, and, and and I said it during the regular season. If the Lightning don't fix their issues in the first period, in which they get off to slow starts, they big themselves, they dig themselves big holes. I believe the Lightning took a penalty within the first, I want to say maybe two minutes of the of the game last night. Which, I mean, when you're coming off a, a loss in overtime, and not only a loss in overtime, a, lo- a loss in which you basically are giving this great offense. Because let's let's call it what it is now. The Avalanche are a great team, a great offense. The way that they swept their first-round opponents in the first round. I believe it was Nashville. You, you beat the blues who were the only team that really gave you any sort of any sort of hit back in the second second uh round of the playoffs they won that series 4-2 and the way they absolutely dominate the Edmonton Oilers now having granted the Edmonton Oilers aren't this this fantastic team that a lot of people think they are because they have McDavid and Drysaddle other than that they had no offense. They had no defense. They they have no goaltending. So that's why you lost. And it's a miracle that 
that Edmonton even made it to game four into put game four into overtime. But let's call it what it is right now. Tampa is is up against a team right now. And we'll talk about more of the mistakes that Tampa made in this game. But Tampa is up against a team that, and I said it, I said it going into this series, you're, you're going to see one of two things from this Colorado team. You're either going to see a team that is very rusty and Tampa's going to have to jump on them early, or you're going to see a team that is going to be ready and you're going to be ready to jump on Tampa Bay and is going to be ready and firing all cylinders. And we saw the latter in games one, game two. And when you put that kind of team, because let's face it, Tampa was absolutely, uh, here's the thing. When, when Tampa is playing very poorly, as we saw them play throughout uh, the first period of game one, and then the entirety of game two, listen, it, it's one thing. To, to not play poor, to play poorly defensively. But on the other side of that, to just have absolutely no life, no life whatsoever in your offensive game, uh, that that's that's really scary. That's that's that and that's not a recipe for disaster. And you finally saw that exploited by the best team. I, I listen, I'll say it right now. Listen, I know Tampa is is the defending two two time defending Stanley Cup champion. But what I have seen in these last two games, now if you want to scrap the second and third period of game one, that's fine by me. You know, it looks like Colorado has figured it out. Or on the other side of that, we could also say that Tampa is just refusing to go back to what what worked in game two as well. But at the same time, I mean, Tampa is getting dominated out there. I've never seen this before. But make no mistake, as of right now, as of right now, and I'm not saying this series is over by any stretch. Absolutely not. But Colorado is the best team in the NHL right now. Just looking at what we saw over the past two games, Colorado is the best team because they are clearly better. And and they, they not only dominated Tampa last night, they embarrassed them. So we'll talk about more about this game. Some of the other things, the, the the multitude of things that went wrong throughout this game in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our first and only sponsor of the day, and that is Bet Online. If you had the Tampa money line the other night, I am sorry. I had it too. It was, it was not a good look, especially if you threw a lot of money on it. And if you were throwing money on it, I hope you were doing it on betonline.net because betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. And I just like to thank all of you, whether you're listening to the pod on an audio platform or you're watching us on YouTube, which I want to humbly thank all of you for subscribing to the channel. You're doing a fantastic job. Hit those notification buttons, whether you're on an app-based audio platform, listening app or, or on YouTube, hit that notification bell and subscribe. Uh, and as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. But I'm going to thank all of you for making us your first listen or watch of the day. So continuing, continuing this just, just 
just trying to dissect this mess because, like I said at the top of the show, this is the worst loss, I think, in franchise history. Uh, at least, you know, since at least in the era of John Cooper, well, off the top of my head, I can't think of another loss just because of the, the stage that this was this occurred on. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to lose and get outplayed like this seven nothing in a regular season game. It's another thing to get outplayed and dominate like this in the playoffs. It's another, it's an entirely, entirely different thing to get embarrassed like this in the Stanley Cup final. You know, it, it, like I said, probably most likely, I, I'm not going to bet money on it, but I would have to imagine off the top of my head, this is probably the worst loss John Cooper has ever had as a head coach of the, of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, last night, like I said, starting not, not coming out of the gate with any energy life whatsoever from this Tampa team, something that we have seen all season long. If you don't believe me, look at the stats. Tampa have one of the highest number of comeback victories in the NHL. And listen, and I've said it numerous times. We, we, we saw it late in the season. They were throwing that stat on, on the, the broadcast. They were throwing that stat up in the early stages of the playoffs they were doing that during the Leaf series, especially. Uh, they didn't do that during the Panther series because the Panthers completely forgot to play hockey. Uh, something that Tampa has done the last night, apparently. Uh, I guess they were out celebrating the Kuda Kucherov's birthday. And then last night, you saw it at some point during the Rangers series. I'm pretty sure they threw it up at some point there on ESPN. But I, I warned everybody. I've warned everybody all season long that that was an incredibly inflated stat and because this team the first and, and i've i've stated it all season long the most important thing this team needs to do is come out and win the first five if they could come out win the first five minutes that that sets you on a course for success for the entirety of the game and they haven't done that consistently all season long all season long last night we saw a reactionary hockey team scared to make any mistakes and you saw it double thinking and just how hesitant they were passing. Um, they, they went out there and they just let Colorado do whatever they did. And on, and on top of that, moving on to other things that they did wrong, really uh, not putting really next to any pucks on net, but really what it starts from, you know, we could, I could sit here and, and be upset about, you know, the lack thereof of shots on net. I mean, the, the shots on goal was an absolute joke. Not once did Tampa reach double digits and shots all game in any period. They have five in the first, seven in the second, and four in the third. This team completely gave up in the third period. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I you could say that they were just out of gas, and 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 I'm sure people are going to say this Tampa team has no get has no gas left in the tank. And and, and I even tweeted it last night that the, the the broadcast was trying to make the mistake. I mean, trying to make the excuse for Andre Vasilevsky that he has played 67 playoff games over the last three years. Uh, and, and yes, that, that is a ton of games, plus whatever regular season games he played. That is, a, that, is a lot of, that is a lot of games. I'll give you that. But that is no excuse. That's a stat. I guarantee you ask any, any player on this Tampa Bay Lightning team, any player, and I'll ask you, the listener or the host, I mean, listener or the or the or the 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 watcher, whatever you want to call yourself, on YouTube. Uh, if if the uh, if the if the score was on the other side, 
of things. If the Lightning were up to nothing, do you think anybody would care? You think anybody would care? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why should it be an excuse now? Like I said, Tampa has played a ton of games, and 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 yes, but we have seen them be successful with that amount of mileage. Look what they did to Florida. And yes, you're going to say, well, Adam, Florida is in Colorado, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. A, they're different states. <laughs> but B, they're totally different hockey teams, and, and Colorado probably would have outplayed Florida too. And listen, this is – and a lot of people need to realize, you know, and even Colorado fans, yes, you're up to nothing. That's fantastic for you. And it sucks for the Lightning right now. They're down to nothing. But they have come back from this. And yes, the the, the Colorado is not the New York Rangers, 100%. But I am fully confident in this Tampa team to turn things around because they have. And and what they have to do in games three, four, and five, especially three and four, because listen, if they don't play right in three and four, we're not even talking about five. This the If the Lightning go out and play the same exact way in game three at home as they did in game two, uh, you know, coming back from three nothing in a series is is an incredibly tough ask out of any team. I uh, and and I think that Tampa really needs to go out there and they need to to be aggressive. They need to, they need to go out there and play organized. I saw no organization in what they had to do, and, and it there was moments in in this game, and you saw it in in periods two and three, especially in period two. Uh, what Tampa did that was successful. And I don't understand because I've been talking about this all season long to where they have had immense amounts, immense amount of, of, of success setting up the play in the offensive zone. And, and that all starts with, with puck possession. Now, if they could do that, if they could go out and just work on the little things, then you set up yourself pretty nicely in the offensive zone. And, and I don't understand why they and they shouldn't do this because they're an experienced team. They get they get they get thrown and almost tricked into this 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 track race mentality with Colorado, like they have something to prove. They don't. And, and it, I think it's been well established throughout this entire series thus far that you can't skate with Colorado, but doesn't mean you can't beat them. The success you had in periods two and three, especially two. Um, you know, the, we saw a totally different lightning team out there in periods two and three, especially, and then compare that to game two. And and listen, the other the other thing I'm hearing is, and, and a lot of Colorado fans are, are jumping on is, you know, Vasilevsky, how lightning fans are saying he's the great goal, best goaltender in the world. He is. But even the best goaltender in the world could look mediocre or subpar when he has nothing going on in front of him. But at the same time, um, there was some saves in game two and even in game one that he could have and 100% should have. And you know he'd, he could have because you could see his reaction afterwards. Um, and and well, I, that's a curious point to, to, to make um, because I don't feel like a lot of people realize that, you know, and that's why I tweeted it. I said, listen, this, you know, Vasilevsky uh, is to blame. You know, he definitely has a lot of blame on his shoulders right now 
but at the same time, so are the other 18 guys out there on the ice. Uh, those other 18 guys out there, as well as the guys on the bench, uh, those every single player that is wearing a lightning jersey last night uh, is to blame, except for Brian Elliott because he didn't play. So, <laughs> so wrapping things up real quick, uh, an interesting thing uh, to think about going into game three. Now, Tampa is, for the most part, has done a fantastic job at home this this postseason and as well during the regular season, locking things up. Uh, I spoke to that when I had the crossover with the guys from Locked On Avalanche. I, I was saying I really hope this didn't turn into a series where only the home team wins. And we might we we have to we have to hope for that right now. Unfortunately, we have to hope that Tampa could could get things together at home. A little of that home cooking, you know. You don't have to go back to the hotel room. You don't have to deal with the the high altitude, which we saw when they cut to Zach Bogosian real quick on the bench the other night. He had the oxygen can in his mouth. And that might be something I think that we have to think about going forward, especially if Tampa comes out and plays completely different in game three. Um, that might be something that is definitely in play. I haven't heard anything thus far in terms of the altitude uh, being a major factor for these guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if Col- that's part of the reason why Colorado has been so aggressive on the, on the four check and, and on the rush. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just trying to gas out Tampa, which which you saw at certain points in the game, especially later on that they were. But at the same time, uh, this team quit. This team quit the other night, and that's why the, the result was so ugly. But the thing I'm really looking forward to in terms of seeing how what kind of reaction we're going to get is Andre Vasilevsky. He was left out there for the entirety of the game. Some coaches would have pulled their goaltenders, which was would have been understanding. Um just because you don't want to lower the confidence level any lower. Um, didn't see the comments from John Cooper really the other night. I just didn't want to look at anything pertaining to this game really except the stats and just give out my own, my interpretation of what I saw just because I, I mean, and, and I, I was texting with Chris Masili of Locked On Avalanche the, the other night because we were actually thinking about doing a show afterwards. And I text Chris and I told him, you know, count me out because there's really nothing to say right now about this team that that is not obvious. They didn't play well. They didn't play discipline. They didn't play with any energy. They just got outmatched and outmanned by a team that was clearly far better and more talented than them than them thus far this series. And that's what it comes down to is that Tampa is going to play with a chip on their shoulder. They have to play with a chip on their shoulder. They have to go out there and say we are. We need to prove that we are the better team. You know, two. Two cups, we can't rest on that anymore. We can't we can't just say we're experienced, that the experience is going to kick in at some point. You have to go out there and show it. You have to speak, you have to act those words into existence on the ice. And we haven't seen that. We've seen blips. We saw second period, like I said, and part and later parts of game three. I mean, uh third third period in game one, but we didn't see it in the overtime. Uh you kind of figured within the first couple of seconds of at least I did, uh, where this game was gonna go. And then, I mean, I have nothing left to say about game two. But Andre Vasilevsky for game three. I'm curious to see what kind of Andre Vasilevsky we're going to get. Because are we going to see a guy who has zero confidence out there in the net? Who's not going to have it in the first couple of minutes? Because listen, even if the team comes out and lays an egg in period one, Vasilevsky is going to have to win this game for them. I'm sorry. And, and I, I am so anti 
laying it on the feet of a goaltender, but we've seen it from Vazzy bail out this team numerous times before. And I, and I a hundred percent think he could do it. I just think really at the end of the day, he can't do it all by himself and he shouldn't have to do it all by himself considering who we have out there on the ice for this Tampa team. And, and we need to see a hundred percent effort out there from every player for 60 minutes. And not only that, we need to see guys making smart decisions with the puck and not allowing Vasilevsky to get peppered with shots all the time throughout the first couple of five, 10 minutes. Uh, this, this, how, how you played the other night, regardless if even if it, it didn't result in goals, was not a good recipe. On the other side of that, which I haven't really spoken a lot about, because really there wasn't much of it, was the offensive attack. Like I said, the, the Lightning did not hit the double-digit mark in shots on, on goal at all in any period the other night. Um, and, and that's the other side of that. When 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 you're constantly giving up the puck, how are you gonna shoot, how are you gonna get shots on net? Darcy Kemper, I think, probably played one of the easiest games he's had all season long. And, and I really mean that. I'm not trying to be harsh or 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 funny. That that was a fact. Darcy Kemper had an f- easy night the other night. Easy night. There, there, there was maybe one or two shots that were maybe high danger. Uh, there was other shots where you saw where I, I think the one shot that stuck out to me that really was just a head scratcher was was the shot Kucherov had from below the, the goal line. And, and I get it. You know, sometimes when nothing's working, you got to try something different. And it was an odd angle shot. But there was it. First of all, it, he was so, so low, close to the end boards. Where I, I don't know what he was trying to do with that. And second of all, the shot was not even close. It looked like he was just clearing the puck. I had no idea what he was doing with that. No idea. Um, we we just need to see 100%, uh, a complete 180 from this, from this Lightning team going to game three. Uh, and, and when it comes down to it, these guys need to play better. They need to play like, they are like they are Stanley Cup champions. Like like what we saw the last couple of years. Don't let the opposing team dictate what you do. Dictate your own game. Worry about what you have to do. Worry about your assignments. Worry worry about where you have to be on the ice. And we didn't see that at all. And we need to see that in game three. I, I think a hundred percent. Even if the Lightning lost game two, um you know, I I just think that this is you know it's I wouldn't call Game Three a hundred percent a must win because clear you know it's not a, a clinching game, but I think we could call it a hundred percent a a a a must win based off the fact of how poor this team played. I think you know there there was one troll on the YouTube and and I I don't remember their name because I could I really don't care, but. They were throwing, they were spamming our last video with a couple of comments. And it, one of the comments actually, actually kind of, you know, stuck in my head today because I was thinking about it when I was putting the show together is, you know, you say don't worry, but at one point do you worry? And I have to say, probably now, now is the time to worry. Uh, because if we don't see this team, 
play the way I listed before in this episode, uh, I don't believe that they have a chance to win game three. And I sincerely mean that. So in the meantime, we'll be coming out with an episode tomorrow before the game. So please go and check that one out. It'll be on YouTube as well as on all audio platforms. So please make sure to like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. Remember to subscribe on YouTube as well. Give us a follow on our social media pages at L underscore lightning on Twitter as well as lock on underscore lightning on Instagram. You give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-N-8. D-A-N-K. Don't even know my Twitter handle right now. Uh, yeah, I'll be tweeting during the game. And and hopefully uh, when I come to you, whether it be post game or Tuesday morning, uh, we'll be talking about a lightning win and them being back in this series. If not, uh, <laughs> just hang your hat in there. I'm sure this team will play well, though. Uh, hopefully, you know, if anything, John Cooper will have this team ready and primed to go. I know it. And, and I have faith in this team as well as this coaching staff. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.